You're listening to Living a Vintage Life by Retro Chalet. Thanks for joining. Here's your host, Cindy Fanastock Schaefer. Hey guys, thanks for listening. The good news is I got a microphone. The bad news is I'm going to be dropping a few episodes uh, prior to getting that microphone. Today is one of those episodes that I pre-recorded on how to make money off your art. I'm going to be discussing what worked for me Get into all my show notes. I do put links in there of some really great articles that will really, really help you. So make sure to always check out my show notes if you're following my podcast. Thanks and let's get to it. Hi guys, thanks for listening to Retro Chalet's Living a Vintage Life. I'm your host, Cindy. What you might not know about me, and I'm going a little off topic here, is that I am a mixed media artist, and this is tying in with my vintage life. I used a lot of discarded, broken, and forgotten old parts and pieces of antiques, and I started making mixed media art. So I was making art, and I was asking myself, well, where can I sell this art? How can I make money off of art? And today's episode is all about that. So I wanted to share my story with you uh, and encourage you guys first, as an artist, never give up. Um, I actually took my advice from Stephen King, who told a great story about how many rejection letters he received. If he would have given up, we wouldn't have half the wonderful Stephen King movies and novels that we have today. So if he can do it, so can you. Because the difference between Stephen King and an average everyday person is he didn't give up. So my big thing when I was making art is I would submit my art to different places, to different museums. I would uh, always answer call for artists online. Um, and basically everything failed. Everything failed for me until I opened a store on Etsy. No lie. In the beginning of days, I had Retro Chalet, which is my vintage store, and Retro Chalet Studio, which is where my art was made. I just kept it very separate. I wanted to see how it would do, and I'm glad I did it because with uh, a museum down in North Carolina who was doing a toying with art exhibit, and my art was featured there. Now, this to me was amazing because I had been making art so long and I couldn't catch a break, didn't have anything for my resume. Here I join Etsy, and bam, I get noticed. And I also noticed that a lot of museum curators love Etsy. They look for Etsy artisans, and they send them invites. Now, of course, you know, I had to sign some forms and pay for my art to get shipped down there and think it was insured by them, and they might have paid to ship it back. And I actually went down and saw my art in the display cabinet and felt all warm and fuzzy. And after that, I really got a sense of, wow, somebody thinks my art is good. So then it was just basically selling on Etsy. For me, selling on Etsy worked. And I built up a little niche and I started to sell on Etsy. Now for me, selling on Etsy I can't tell you enough about it. I should have worked for Etsy. I have written so many guides online on how to sell on Etsy. I encourage everyone to try it, but I will give you some hints and tips. So opening an Etsy store is basically free, okay? It's free. You just have to pay a listing fee of 20 cents. You get a plethora of pictures. You can plaster up a bunch of pictures of your item, and they even allow for some videos now. 
a video of your item. So if you're a mixed media artist or you have like a 3D item, spin that bad boy around and take pictures from all angles and you can have a little video. Okay. 20 cents for a listing is just ridiculously cheap. They do take a final value fee, which is kind of what it's called on like, say, sites like eBay or whatever. And it's like 3.5%. And then of course, you know, you do have payment processors and and that, that thing. But overall, the amount of money that you pay Etsy is nothing. Nothing like in the real world. If you're going to uh, a local art place and trying to get your art in there, you know, Etsy online is great. Now, now here's the problem. Here's the problems with Etsy. If you're a painter, if you're a painter or if you're a draw guy, you make prints, you sell originals, you're going to have to think smart. You're going to have to reinvent yourself. Use your giant paintings and make smaller size paintings, make smaller size prints, make smaller size uh, greeting cards off of your work. Because why? Because then the shipping to your customers won't kill you. You can use flat rate shipping boxes. You can use first class mailers um, and you can pad it well and you can get that art shipped. The problem with selling online, even on Etsy, is giant paintings and giant works of art are going to cost giant shipping fees. And overall, this is going to impact your sales. Um, Etsy really encourages their sellers, if the item's over $35, to offer free shipping. Items over $35 offering free shipping pretty much gives your shop a green woot woot. Go to. Happy, happy shop shop. Because they're trying to compete with sites like Amazon. So my suggestion to you is to open an Etsy store, get your art out there. Okay. Get your art out there for pennies on the dollar, 20 cents a listing, bam, 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 throw it up and try to go with this store. There's going to be a lot of work on your part, a lot of work in running an online Etsy shop. For instance, people just throw up some listings, think that's all they have to do and wonder why they're not selling anything. You're going to use that Etsy shop as your catalyst for linking it to your Facebook business page, sharing it to your social media outlets, sharing it to uh, your Instagram, link your Etsy in your Instagram bio, in your profile. If you even have a business uh, Facebook page, you can get approved through the Etsy site. In other words, retrochalet.etsy.com is approved and recognized from Facebook Marketplace as a viable business. I can then link my items, catalog my items, share my items into a Facebook store. Somebody clicks on that Facebook store, they're getting taken right to my Etsy shop to buy. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to worry about taking credit cards. Etsy does all that for me. All I have to do when I make the sale is ship the item out in a great time frame. I always put a little thank you card in. Sometimes I even put a little thank you craft pack in because that's just who I am. But pretty much it's easy. It's so easy. I've tried standalone stores. I don't like them. Um, you know, I just don't like them because Etsy is the all-in-one for me. It's easy to use. You can use it from your phone. You can use it from a laptop. 
Um, you know, it's just got, it's just so easy. It walks you through everything. Um, the problem is, you know, like I said, people throw up the store and then think that's all they had to do. There's a lot you have to do. You have to make sure you have the right titles. Make sure you have the right pictures. Make sure you're putting good description and make sure you're using all your tags. Tags are a way for your product to get noticed. You also want to be uh, kind of, I don't want to say inexpensive, but competitive in your pricing, Okay. Let's say you've been sitting on a painting for a really long time and you like it and all that, but you've tried to sell it other places and it's just not moving. It's time to let it go. It's time to get it out there. So, you know, make things affordable, make things in bulk and start selling, selling, selling. Now, Etsy gives you the store. The store is no fee, but you have to promote it or you have to pay for Etsy to help promote it. Etsy has a great great add-ons as far as advertising to help get your stuff in Google shopping, to help get your stuff recognized. But to be honest with you, I really don't need to do all that because what happened for me was I wrote articles upon articles upon articles to help you how to write your titles, how to write your descriptions, and how to get your Etsy shop going. For free, they're out there. I'll link them in the bio of this podcast. Go to retrochalet.buzzsprout.com dot com, you'll see this episode notes and you'll be able to get to the link of my free articles. They're absolutely free. And I will walk you through every single step of listing your item on Etsy and how to get you more views and how to get you noticed. Because without the right tags, without the right titles, you might as well not even try it. Um, the other thing that you want to really recognize is that it's as much work as you put into it, you know? If I sit here and list the box of items tonight and promote every single one of those box of items on my social media networks and get the item out there, go and Pinterest this and, and, and tweet that and Facebook this and share that, it's going to get noticed. It's going to get noticed. If I don't do anything, then it might not get noticed, okay? Because really part of running a store or really part of, of trying to sell your stuff is promoting your stuff. You have to be good at promoting your stuff. So... I'm just a huge Etsy junkie. I can't say enough about it. I encourage everybody to try it. And it's it's minimal risk with minimal cost. It'll get your feet wet and you'll be able to understand and take it step by step, listing your items, having a store. Then you can network that store onto business cards, onto your website, onto your Twitter, onto your Facebook, onto your Snap, onto whatever you use. I TikTok, you know, information that I'm listing. Like for instance, I did a TikTok video of a jewelry box I found. Maybe three weeks ago, it sold. Bam, gone. Poof, finished. So there's ways of you being able with social media and with the world today. Um, and also Facebook has a ton, a ton of antiques and collectibles rooms uh, where you can join and groups you can join and you can share your listings and you can share your stuff. And it's just amazing, really, the power of social media. If somebody loves your artwork, they're going to buy it. If somebody loves that painting you have, they're going to buy it. Um, and now, you know, the possibilities are endless. A lot of artists aren't selling their original work. They're actually selling... Um, you know, prints and like I said, greeting cards, they're selling pillows, they're selling t-shirts, you know, this is some ideas for you to get into. Like, let's say you have a painting and, and nobody's got interest in it, but you just think it's a great design. Well, what else can you use that design for? Could you make placemats? What could you do with that design? Could you make tea towels? 
I mean, I've seen all kinds of things. You have to think outside the box. Now, artisans that are out there, jewelry artisans, this is going to be a little bit harder for you. A little bit harder in the sense that Etsy is flooded with jewelry artisans. I don't want to discourage you, but I want you to be thinking about this. What you first want to do is search for the items that you sell. See how many stores are out there. See how many stores are making sales and see what those stores are doing. What kind of tags, what kind of titles, what kind of descriptions is your competitor using? How are they selling so much? Are they priced lower? Are they using different components? Did they attach themselves to a hip, trendy keyword that seems to be really having things fly? Jewelry sellers are going to have a big plus here because shipping jewelry is inexpensive. Use first class packing. First class come, if, as long as it's a package and not a flat, it will come with a tracking number. Etsy does require you to put tracking numbers in for your packages. Why? It protects you because now you've sent your item. It protects the seller because they know you didn't rip them off. If anything happens in the middle of all that, that's the problem with the post office, not you. But to make a long story short, jewelry sellers on Etsy, there's plenty of them. Now, my friend Don, okay, I encouraged him to get an Etsy store, and he hemmed and he hauled and he hemmed and he hauled. Finally, he got an Etsy store because he was doing jewelry parties, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But he got on Etsy, and within two weeks, he sold his first bracelet. And then that customer came back and bought a few more pieces of jewelry. So the good thing about that is they custom ordered some stuff that he custom made for them because they really liked the bracelet that he made. And he's into wire wrapping jewelry. Um, and actually, every piece of jewelry he's sold so far on Etsy has had uh, positive feedback. They're very happy. They've contacted him for additional purchases because he's kind of like a custom wire wrap guy. Um, and he'll do like custom gemstones mixed into stuff and that. Um, he has a very unique style. I want to think that it's like old world, old world style, like something you've seen in the Viking age, but, um, it's very interesting. So when I originally like was looking around for him, there wasn't a lot of people doing wire wrapping like his style. I want to say he's more of like a wire wrap knit guy. But now since he, uh, was selling on Etsy, there are a few more uh, jewelry stores that popped up just like his. And he, he now manages an art store, so he doesn't have any time for Etsy, unfortunately. But, um, you know, these other sellers with the same type stuff, they're doing great. Uh, especially because, you know, you also have to think in the art world, what can you tie into? Like a big trend was when this Viking show came out and all this, uh, Viking style jewelry with all like the little Viking symbols, man. Let me tell you something. Some handmade artisans got in on that boat. These handmade artisans that are selling art, they're making like handmade bracelets, handmade necklaces, hand stamped uh, silverware and flatware that they're making over the forge. You know, all this stuff is flying off the shelf. There is a huge following for it ever since these shows. So you can tie your art into what's going on in the world, what's hip and popular on TV. Uh, if something's trending or there's a 50s or 60s show on TV and mod artworks in the background, people love this show, start painting some mod artwork, making some things. So no matter what kind of artist you are, Etsy's a great place to get your feet wet. I'm going to tell you some other ideas as well. Art people that have 
uh, photographs or sculptures, go into your local veterinary place or your veterinary place where your dogs and cats go, uh, where you've been a customer for years and ask them, can I display some artwork here? And you take a commission for me if something sells. Sometimes they don't have their own decor and they're always looking to put pretty pictures on the wall, especially if you have dog and cat related stuff. Or let's say a local restaurant. Let's say you have food related stuff that you've painted or sketched, um, something of that nature. Go into your local restaurant that you patron and say, hey, you know, I come here a lot. I eat here a lot. I dine here a lot. Can I talk to the owner? Because I was wondering if you would take a few pictures that I've made and put them on the wall. And if they sell, you know, take a 30% commission. Mark the pictures high. If somebody local loves it, they're going to buy it. So that's another way that's a low upfront cost, pretty much zero cost. But, you know, they're taking a cut on the back end. Um, my friend Don, who did the jewelry, used to organize jewelry parties. Um, and I'm not sure how he did this, but he ended up going through a girl who sold Tupperware. So she had a lot of girly contacts. So what happened was he said, hey, if you can organize a jewelry party for me, I'll make you a necklace, bracelet, and matching earrings. Damn if she didn't organize a huge jewelry party. And he basically gave her an incentive that any anything you sell, you know, if you hit this amount of money at your jewelry party, I'll give you a free piece of jewelry. That's all it took. She was like his ambassador, if you will, working for free jewelry. And you can do this. You can do this. You can find who is your Tupperware consultant in the area. You know, who is um, the Girl Scout cookie lady in the area? You know, people have contacts. People have contacts and you can get those ladies to work for you by offering them free jewelry, free something. Now, I'm not sure what other kind of artwork I might have missed out there, but hopefully you can apply some of these things uh, to your art world and always think, you know, not to give up. Don't, don't keep beating on doors and getting them slammed in your face and take that because if the door keeps getting slammed in your face, there's a window waiting somewhere to crawl into and shove that art down somebody's throat because you are going to make it. And, and somebody out there is, is going to make a difference for you. So for me, it was just a chance happening that the lady happened to be looking on Etsy and that really helped my resume. And after that, I sold a lot of sculptures. But I'll also tell you what, I'm making sculptures out of junk and other people were making sculptures out of junk and I was selling my sculptures for 25 bucks and they were flying off the shelf and somebody else was selling them for 95 bucks and they were sitting. So I would sell four to one and, you know, you just have to do the math. So if something's not costing you very much and you have a lot of time and you have a lot of patience and you can make your art look beautiful in somebody's home or know that something that you made is in somebody's home being loved and cherished, you know, why not try to sell it um, at a reasonable rate and make a little something something. And be happy with that. And then the more sales you get, the more your name gets out there, the more people are looking, and, the, and it's just a big domino effect. Um, I don't really suggest selling your art on eBay. I'm not real happy with eBay, and I don't think that's the right niche um, for, for art. As far as Facebook Marketplace, I just had a big discussion on this on letting go and selling um, vintage items, and we discussed Facebook Marketplace in Episode 4. Um, and my friend Patrick, who, uh, Miss Pat, who is a big antique person, um, 
doesn't like Facebook Marketplace because you get inundated with what ifs, maybes, interests, and you just want to sell this thing. You know, so if you could just stick a buy now button on Facebook, it would be, it would be great. Put your item on there and buy it now. That would be great. But you, you don't need as an artist to have a million and one people interested in the painting, uh, and then try to meet up somewhere and it fall through. You don't have time for all that. So I'm not trying to discourage you from doing that, but I'm saying I don't think that's the right place. There are other, uh, places online, but like I'm saying, like hands down, you know, like I said, I should have worked for Etsy because I can't tell you. You can work at your own pace. In the summer, I'm very busy with my barbecue job, so I hardly list anything in my Etsy shop. In the winter, I stock that shop up and stuff flies off the walls. So it's just getting the statistics down. You have to learn how to do your titles. You have to learn how to do your tags. You have to promote your item, and you have to have good pictures, and you have to love what you're selling and be able to let it go at a reasonable rate so that you make a profit, but you're also making somebody happy, that person in the art world might tell somebody else, somebody's going to come to their house and say, where'd you get that beautiful painting? And they're going to say, oh, I got it from XYZ store. And then the next thing you know, XYZ store is getting a few Christmas orders and, and blase, blase. But hopefully that's given you a little bit of how to make money on your art. Um, I also really think, you know, with this whole COVID thing now, um, this COVID world that we're in, you know, it might be harder for you to walk into restaurants or walk into places um, and try to get your art on the walls um, because of, you know, closures and things might be getting shut down. Things might be staying open. Uh, a lot of people that would have worked great in local businesses. However, a lot of people are working from home. So you know your neighborhoods, you know the places you frequent, you know the places that are open. Um, I also have, this is a, this is also a great idea for you guys that sell art, um, or jewelry, the local, uh, little farmer's market, um, where my job is, it's not a whole foods market, but it's a smaller version. It's called leg up farmer's market. They actually had like a little display when I went in of, um, photographs and pictures and people's artwork. Um, and they're local people. So, you know, this is a natural food place, a local farmer's market. They want to promote local. They're sustainable. And if you're a local artisan, you want to sell your local jewelry, you want to sell your local um, paintings, go in there and talk to the manager because they put stuff on their walls. They can try to sell your jewelry and then they take a commission. Um, so I think this is like a, just a great idea. So look for the health food stores. Look for the whole food stores. Um, as far as I'm talking the mom and pop whole food stores, because I don't know if you just walk into Whole Foods and get a whole line of your, um, you know, artsy bracelets uh, sold in there. I don't I don't know. But I'm talking about little mom and pop farmers markets where you walk in and there's decor and there's decorations and crafts and such. Uh that's a great place for art. That's a great place for anything like flowery, a uh, little still lifes, you know, even photographs. If you're a photographer and that's your art world, photographers, this is a great opportunity for you. The veterinarian office, the local restaurants, and I'm talking upscale restaurants. I'm not talking a McDonald's. No, I'm, I'm talking the sit down places. You want to go for owner operated, family owned, people in the community, because what it boils down to in this world today is mom and pops looking out for mom and pop right now. Um, it's kind of like big conglomerates 
versus mom and pop. So mom and pops have to stick together. And I really think that if you're a people person, you can go in there and ask for the manager. Uh, don't act like you're cold calling, you know, a, a, a solar panel, but you're going in there to actually ask about your art and ask to rent wall space. What, what would they do it on a commission basis? And my aunt actually does paintings and she did that. She did that at a farmer's market and she did that at the local restaurant and she sold quite a few. Um, she went to a local crab house that sold seafood and she painted some pictures of crabs and seafood. And do you know, they are flying off the wall. She said, I wasn't really planning on painting pictures of crabs and seafood, but if it sells, I'll paint it. <laughs> so that's another thing to think about. You know, maybe you're painting what you like, but you're not painting what is wanted. My daughter-in-law, um, well, she's my stepdaughter, I should say. But she literally painted the most beautiful picture of a mason jar with flowers in it. Simplistic, simple. And I really don't know how she came up with it. She just looked at it one day. She had a mason jar in her kitchen and it had flowers in it that she picked off the side of the road, like some kind of little weedy looking flowers. She painted a picture of it and it was beautiful. It sold. So then she painted the same picture again, but made the mason jar blue and it sold. And she continued this in probably every color under the rainbow and every kind of flower you could imagine. And it kept selling. So then she taught an art class and guess what she used that, that picture. So I'm sure there's other people out there with it, but you know, it's always not what you like. It's what is going. And if you're not sure what is going, walk yourself into a decor store, see what the trends are. If it's Paris, everything's Eiffel Tower. Guess what you're painting next month? Paris pooches and Eiffel Towers. You know, you have to be able to change with the flow, change with the times. If you're a photographer and you're into uh, black and whites, but colors, colors are not your thing. But for some reason, color mountain paintings or color mountain photography is blowing off the shelf. Maybe it's time to consider an addition to your art. So how to sell your painting is really based on, or how to sell your art is really based on how or how much effort are you willing to put into it? How much dedication are you willing to put into it? Because I know you can do it. If I could do it by slapping a few vintage dominoes together, making cute little robot figures, which is exactly what I did, and somebody love them, then I know somebody's going to love your art. I don't know what kind of art you have. I don't care if you're a mixed media artist. I don't care uh, if you make quilts for a living. I don't care if you're a jewelry person. I don't care if you're a black and white photographer. I don't care if you're a still life painter. I don't care if you're an abstract painter. I know you can do it. So I'm hoping that maybe this episode gave you, if anything, maybe a few tips that you didn't know. But if anything, a little push in the right direction. I'd love to hear what kind of art you have. I'd love to hear how this turns out for you if you do start selling on Etsy. And I will put links that you can read and review on the Buzzsprout site, which is the episode notes of my show. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to connect with me, Retro Chalet, on any major social media platform. Although I don't really use my Facebook and Twitter like I should, I am on Instagram looking at my messages as well as TikTok. Thanks. Have a great day.